This is Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tyler Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. I'm Tyler Brown alongside Avery Davis, and this is episode six of the series. But before we get started, we have a call to action for you. Today's guest is senior wide receiver Josh Pearson, and he has been named to the All-State AFCA Good Works team. And with that comes the running for the Good Works team captain. Avery, have you voted yet? I haven't yet. You can go to ESPN.com slash Allstate, scroll until you find Josh's profile, and click on Vote for Josh Pearson to submit your vote. He is one of just 22 football student athletes in the entire country, that's including all divisions across the NCAA, to be named to the Good Works team. But he needs your vote to be named captain. You can vote every day from now until November 22nd in the push to make Josh the team captain. And within the time that I read that, Avery has already voted for Josh Pearson. As I mentioned a few seconds ago, football senior Josh Pearson is this week's guest on the pod. He shares the story of him being ineligible for his first two seasons at Jacksonville State, bouncing back and becoming one of the greatest to ever line up at wideout for JSU. He also discusses his community service efforts that led him to being named to the All-State Good Works team and the OVC Steve Hamilton Sportsmanship Award. If you haven't listened to the first five episodes of Behind the Beak and want to get caught up, you can find those by searching Behind the Beak on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify or by going to jsugamecocksports.com slash podcasts. And if you haven't already, click the subscribe and follow buttons to be alerted when new episodes are available. Now it's time to get you caught up on the news. Jacksonville State football fell 52-33 to Saturday, September 28th at Austin P. The Governors earned their first win over the Gamecocks in Clarksville since 1960 with the victory. Despite the loss, Josh Pearson added another line to the record books. The senior caught two passes to push his career touchdown receptions number to 24, breaking Joy Hamilton's previous record of 23 set in 1999. Pearson is now JSU's all-time leader for scoring catches. The Gamecocks are back at home Saturday, October 5th to host Tennessee State. Kickoff at Burgess Snowfield is set for 6 p.m. and will broadcast live on ESPN+. Saturday is preview day at Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State Volleyball split opening week of OVC play with a 3-0 win over Tennessee Tech on Wednesday, September 25th and fell 3-1 to UT Martin on Saturday, September 28th. Lana Kinderman was named the OVC Offensive Player of the Week after racking up 34 kills and a 409 hitting percentage in the two matches, and Lexi Libs was named Setter of the Week for her 89 assists, 12 kills, and 19 digs. Volleyball is back in action at home Thursday, October 3rd against Eastern Kentucky at 6 p.m. The Gamecocks then take on Moorhead State Sunday, October 6th at noon at Pete Matthews Coliseum. Both matches are set to broadcast on ESPN+. In soccer action, Jacksonville State dropped a 6-1 match to SIUE on the road Sunday, September 29th in Edwardsville, Illinois. Riley Kuko scored the lone goal against the Cougars. The Gamecocks looked to snap a five-match skid Friday, October 4th at Eastern Illinois. JSU then travels to Nashville, Tennessee to take on Belmont at 2 p.m. on Sunday, October 6th. The match against the Bruins can be watched on ESPN+. In men's golf, the Gamecocks placed 14th at the Graham McDowell Intercollegiate in Birmingham last week. Junior Jesus Montenegro led the Gamecocks with a 5-over-221 that tied him for 35th place in the 100-player field of the UAB-hosted event. 
As of the recording of this podcast, the women's golf team is competing in the Bubba Burger Jacksonville Classic in Ponte Verde Beach, Florida. Cross Country ran the UAH Open in Huntsville, Alabama over the weekend. The men earned a 10th place finish in the 8K, while the women were 9th in the 5K. Luis Rodriguez led the men with a finish at 21st with a time of 28-34.8, and Emily Sorrell paced the women with a 37th place finish. The Gamecocks host the 14th annual Foothills Invite on Saturday, October 5th at Chakalaka Park in Oxford, Alabama. The two squads hit the trail at 8 a.m. That does it for this week's news and upcoming events. And now it's time for our featured interview. Josh Pearson arrived in Jacksonville from Decatur, Alabama in 2015, but didn't see the field until the end of 2017 because he was academically ineligible for the first half of his career. He had let his GPA drop below the acceptable line and was not allowed to participate in football activities until it improved. Over the next few months, Josh hit the books and found other means of staying in shape while he was away from Burgess Snowfield. Ever since then, Josh has taken full advantage of his second chance. He broke the record for touchdown catches in a single season in 2018, and as of Saturday's game at Austin P, he became the Gamecocks' all-time leader in career touchdown receptions with 24 and counting. But more importantly, Josh said he takes pride in being the fixture in the community that he has become. With his countless hours as a volunteer in local schools and in different community activities around Jacksonville, Pearson wants to be a positive example and show that everyone deserves a second chance. With that, here's this week's guest, Josh Pearson. Josh Pearson joining us on the podcast today. Josh, thanks for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. So, Josh, you have been uh, an absolute superstar on the uh, football team the past two years. Talk about your start and how you got started in football as a young kid. Uh, when I was about four or five years old, uh, told mom I wanted to go out and play football. Uh, play with Coach Rodney Young. He the one that gave my nickname of Seabiscuit. They put me out at wide receiver, and they seen how fast I could run, so they named me after the horse. And I, know, I didn't know anything about football. I just wanted to have fun, you know. Went out there, they told me to take a knee. I sat all the way down on my butt. And so uh, that's how I really started, and I just stayed with it ever since, you know. Growing up, played in middle school, finally got to play in seventh grade, you know, played a little bit of running back, a little bit of corner as well. In eighth grade, and moved me around to receiver and to safety. And, um, man, I'm just glad I stuck with it. And then I played basketball as well. And then got to high school, really, played my freshman year. And then uh, I quit after my freshman year. And I just focused on basketball. But then I felt uh, I knew I wasn't growing anymore. So uh, I got back on the team. Football, my junior and senior, had a great year there. You know, didn't get recruited as well. You know, had some small D2 schools, junior colleges. Had some D1 schools talk to me a bit, but they all told me I was too little at the time. You know, so I just seen it as motivation. Then Coach Bates, Todd Bates, he's at Clemson now. He DM'd me on Twitter, told me just to try to come and walk, on, walk on here in Jacksonville. And that's what I did, you know, prayed about it. God sent me here, you know, and things didn't go as planned when I first got here. You know, things are a little wild, things are a little crazy. But, man, it was all God's timing, I think, and I was ineligible the first two years, and now I'm back eligible. When I got back uh, my junior year, I was able to start in all, all the 12, 13 games last year. Had a great season, you know, and then now living up to this year. So hopefully have a good year this year and just do big things. So that's the quick overview of things. Uh, played at Austin High School in Decatur, Alabama. Mm-hmm. All-state player there, offensive player of the year with Austin. Talk about your weightlifting records. You you hold the record for the power clean at 285, and you hold the record for the snatch at 215. And you work out at the rack a lot. I see you over there. And I lift weights over there, too. And I feel I start feeling pretty good about myself. 
And then Josh Pearson walks in <laughs> with a sleeveless shirt on, and then I just have to go home after that. I'm, it's it's so depressing. And but you're in the weight room constantly, and it seems like you've always been in the weight room. Well, I, I love to work out. It was actually it's crazy because in high school I hated weights. You know, I don't even think I have my high, uh, power clean record anymore. I think Jaleek, he broke it, Jaleek, uh, Jagway now. But he broke my power clean record. I think he's about 290 now. Um, I think I still have the snatch record at Austin, though, as well. But, man, I really didn't start lifting until, you know, people started telling me as in far. I know you told people to take me serious because I was little and um, I always joked around in the weight room. And then when I was getting recruited, coaches always told me I was too little, I was too skinny. So that was really motivation, you know, and um, – Julio is my role model. So I look up to Julio and I look up guys like that in the league, and those are big-time guys. They're big bodies, you know. So I just try to get as big as I can, make my game better and improve. Now I just live in the weight room. I can't go in there and just look at the weights. I have to do something. So I love it, really. And then you were talking about how you got recruited. Coach Bates DM'd you. Talk about that recruiting process and through walking on, through him reaching out, maybe talking with Coach Gross, what what kind of stuff did you go through while you were trying to get on with the team? Man, it, it was tough because I was used to being the big shot in high school, you know. Everybody loved me. You know, I was the go-to guy. So I thought I was going to have those big D1 offers, you know. Growing up as a kid, uh, you know, I'm an Arbor fan, so I thought I was a good chance to play at Arbor, you know. Um, I know Mississippi State was recruiting me at one point in time. You know, I had Arkansas State. But it just kept rolling. If, like, they had three guys on their board, I'd be, like, number four, number five. So, but now – I just see it as it's, it's God's plan, really. But I enjoyed the recruiting process, you know. Everybody don't get to go through that, you know. So uh, I just lived every moment. And I, I thank God for Coach Bates, you know, because he could have easily, you know, uh, wrote somebody else or DM somebody else. But they watched my film and told me to come walk on. And then I didn't even know about Jacksonville State. And I lived two hours away from here. So he told me, you know, you'll be close to home. Parents can come see you. And then Coach Gross, he just agreed with everything he was saying was good. And I got here, it felt like home. When I got here in Jacksonville, I didn't like it at first. I was a freshman, of course. You know, I had a girlfriend at the time. I was always, I wanted to be around her, so that's what I was used to. So I had to adapt to the change. And once I finally, you know, grew up in my mind, you know, and became an adult, I actually started to love it. You know, I really don't even go home now. And I live two hours away. I probably go home every once in four or five months because I just love the people here. You know, I love the community. It's, it's like family-oriented, and I, that's one thing I enjoy about Jacksonville. But So I just thank, thank Coach Bates and Coach Gross for giving me the opportunity to be here. So you get on campus in 2015, and you mentioned it earlier, you're ineligible for two seasons. Tell me about when you first arrived here, and talk about those two seasons not being able to play football. You know, when I first got here, you know, freshman, you know, I'm a guy chasing women. I wanted to party. I wanted to have fun. I didn't care about football. You know, I'm in college. I wanted to have fun, man. And we was in classes. I was dropping classes. wasn't going to classes, you know. If I woke up in the morning, if I felt like I didn't want to go to class, I didn't go, you know. And I didn't believe that if you had, like, three absences that you dropped from the class. And it was true. So I found out the hard way. You know, I became ineligible. I tried to come to practice on day 18. and told me I was ineligible. can do nothing. And, man, so my GPA had dropped down to a 1.7. I'm not afraid to say it. Say it. It's a testimony to me now. So um, I finally, you know, like I said, I grew up. You know, and I was like, I got to get back on the team. I don't want to go back home. I don't want to move back to Decatur. You know, I don't want to be one of those guys that's a great athlete and with a sad story. So that next year, GPA still didn't rise. So I just did whatever I could. I got extra tutoring. I took five summer classes. Ended up passing all those, all those classes with four A's and one B. Came back to Coach Gross. My GPA came right back to a 2.5. I was eligible. And, I mean, I, I did everything I could to get back on the team. 
you know, uh, went hard as I can. When I did get out there, they put me on scout team. I was trying to get every rep that I can against our one defense. Extra hours in tutoring, extra hours in the weight room, extra hours watching film, just anything to let them coaches know that I'm not going to disappoint them a second time. You know, so and they they trusted me. You know, they could have easily given up on me after two years of playing football. Anybody could have quit. Anybody could have given up, man. But I stuck with it. I prayed. There were times I cried at night and just things weren't the same. You know, but my mom always, I was brought up in church. She always told me just trust God, and that's what I did. And he helped me see it through. During that time, you were talking about your motivation was not wanting to go back to Decatur as a former athlete that just lives at home. Was there anyone here or anyone at home in particular that during that time was what made you think, you know, I'm going to turn it around and was somewhat of a catalyst toward that and helping you become better? Oh, my high school coaches, you know, Coach Perkins and Coach Miles. They always used to tell me, I see you at home every weekend. You're never in school. Like, go do something. Do something with your life. Man, you're special. You can do it. You know, if, if anybody else can do it, you can do it. And so they kept me motivated. My mom, she stayed on me, you know. I used to try to keep stuff from her, but she always found out something, somehow. You know, so that's my number one. That's my number one lover right there. I love that, I love that lady to death. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here right now. She made so many sacrifices. And so I couldn't upset her, you know, and – she helped me out along the way. My pops helped me out along the way. Always motivated me. I could call him. He tell me anything I need to know. You know, and like I said, my two high school coaches. You know, they always stayed on me in high school because they always saw something in me and they believed in me. And so I'm glad they did that. And then here, Coach Bates. When I was ineligible, Coach Bates we would go to the diner, we'll eat together. You know, and we'll talk with each other. They looked out after me. I would say, and I appreciate them for doing that. And then we talked to Coach Lemon on the podcast two weeks ago. You were one of the guys that he specifically mentioned when I asked him about the wide receiving core, the receivers that he inherited, and he said, Josh Pearson, he said these, he was one of these guys that I didn't even have on the roster, and he said, mm-hmm. then scout team, you see him out there working, and you're like, man, where'd this guy come from? What did you do during the meantime to stay in shape before you were eligible again? Uh, I used to wake up every morning at 5 o'clock, and I'd go running around to school, you know. Um, I'd go and play intramural football. You know, we had intramural teams, intramural basketball, playing intramural volleyball, just any type of conditioning, going to the field, doing extra work. Like football, hard work is just instilled in me. That's all my coaches taught me growing up. You know, you can't coach effort. So that's all I did, man. I stayed motivated and just went out there and worked and grind because I made up my mind I was going to get back on the football field. And so I just had to do some things that made me go above average, you know. So that's really how I stayed in shape. At the end of last year, you were a first-team All-American by Associated Press, Stats, Phil Steele, Hero put you on their second-team All-American. What was it like as an All-American lining up against a JSU student out on the intramural football field <laughs> while you were trying to stay in shape? Uh, nobody knew me at the time, and I always told I always told my brothers here, I'm going to make people know who, and they're going to know my name. People are going to remember Joshua Pearson. If it's good, it's going to have to be good because I don't, I, don't, I don't do no bad. You know, I don't want nobody to say anything negative about me. One thing you have when you come this way, one thing you leave is your name, and that's what I want people to remember me by. So it was fun on the field. It was it was a whole lot easier. I can <laughs> say that it was a whole lot easier. You know, once you get on the college field, it's different. You got a lot of athletes out there, a lot of great guys out there. In the mirrors, just college kids trying to have fun. So it was easy out there for me. But did you play uh, any basketball with some of the JSU basketball players? I did. I did. I played a few. I used to actually come here and uh, work out with them a couple times, you know, JB and Mo. I used to work out with those guys. And then Dietrich Mostelli, you know, he's from Decatur. We used to work out a lot, too. So I always hooped with them when they had open gym or anything just to stay in shape at the time when I wasn't eligible. And that's how basketball ran up and down that court. It's a different type of shape. <laughs>
in the football, so they helped me out a lot. Could you hang with Brunel on the court, and could Brunel hang with you on the field? Oh, I can hang with him on the court. That's a proven <laughs> fact. We already did that. I told him, look, I may be 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, but I played post in high school, and it wasn't easy, you know. But if he come on the football field, it's a totally different <laughs> ball game. You got to guard the space now. It's different. So I say yes, and he cannot guard me on the field. <laughs> now tell me what it was like. You finally become eligible. In 2018, <coughs> you break onto the scene. You, I believe, got into one game in 2017. It was against Tennessee State. Tennessee State and then Kennesaw State, two games. Got in one play piece. <laughs> there you go. Two games in 2017. 2018, you start every game. And like I said, you're named an All-American by four different publications. You make 67 catches for 1,123 yards, 17 touchdowns. You break the school record for touchdowns in a single season. You average 4.79 catches per game. That's first all-time at JSU, and if you keep that up through this year, you've got the record. You've got the average. And then uh, 17 touchdowns in 2018. That was best in the FCS and the FBS in the entire nation, Division One. Tell me about everything that happened in 2018 and what kind of ride that was for you. It was, man. It was, it was fun. It was fun. I don't like I don't like roller coasters, but man, that was fun right there. You know, like one of my favorite scriptures. You know, weeping man do it for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So I always told myself that, and I tell people you can't stop, but God has blessed, and that's all He kept doing, just blessing me. He was showing it, so He kept me on the rise, man. Shout out to my teammates because, yeah, my name is up there, but people don't understand what all we go through on on, on the days we not seen on that field on Saturdays. They don't see us waking up at five o'clock in the morning, going to work out, seeing us out there. But it's 110 degrees outside during the summer, running 110s and doing the fourth quarter. So it's not just me, you know. We have a great O-line, great coaching staff, great quarterback, cool transfer from Clemson. They helped us out a lot as well. So big ups to my whole team for all that, really. That's how I see That's how I feel about it. Tell me about the connection that you have with Cooper because he's been there every step of the way with you as far as 2018 goes and now here in 2019. He's the guy throwing you those passes. Oh, that's my guy, Coop, man. That's my roommate. That's my brother. I love him to death. You know, I go to war for him any day of the week. Man, we just built that connection when he came on his visit. They said somebody come throw the quarterback. So first thing I did, grab my cleats, came out here. First pass, it was a go ball. He overthrew me. I didn't think he had an arm like that. But then every pass after that, we connected. Like, and then on the field, we could just look at each other and we know what we're going to do. We just built a connection with each other. And, and by us living with each other, we get to watch film at the house. We get to talk at the house about what, what we see here, what we see on that. You know, so we got a real good, strong bun, I would say. Tell me about the dangerous duo of Josh Pearson and Jamari Hester out on the field. Hey, that boy Jamari Hester, man, look, <laughs> that boy is a six-seven wide receiver. You know, that's that's not easy to cover when you're a corner going against guys that's five ten, six foot. You know, so Jamari and, and also Trey Berry. You know, he's a six-seven tight end, and Landon. You know, so it's it's built all across the field, man. It's it's really sick. We all help each other out. You know, like I try to tell people, it's gonna be hard for a team to double cover us because you have so many weapons with our receiver core and tight ends. We just all click and connect well. We just know each other so well. You know, practice, it all, it all shows. I know that you play a lot of video games. Came in playing one, you're playing spades <laughs> as you're coming in. But you guys play a lot of 2K. Who's the best 2K player on the team? I give it to Jamar. I give it to Jamar Hester. You know, he we play against each other. He beat me by two points on the buzzer beater. But I, that boy, he, he a game freak. He, he can play any game. You give him Call of Duty, Fortnite, 2K, Madden, anything. That boy is a gamer. You know, so I get to Jamar. Who all on the team is playing? What What's your your competition circle there? If anything, I got to be second. I, I'm putting myself second in there. Jay Choice, yeah, he all right. You know, Choice have his days when he want to make sh- make shots and miss. 
Draco, you know, I started playing him this year. He plays the game as well. Christian Waffle, he's pretty good. Uh, JP, Buck, he plays the game. He play with Randy. Randy Robinson, he plays the game as well, man. Eliah Goodman, transferred. I'm sure it's really birds in there. Oh yeah, oh bird. He trying to get in there. <laughs> bird still learning. He ain't, he ain't been a gamer all his whole life like we all have. Bird look different, but man, when we ever get free time, we all you know get on the game and we all be in the same lobby with each other, playing against each other. It's fun though. I'm sure this is something that a lot of fans don't know, and it's it's something you really don't realize until you start traveling with teams. But um, you guys bring a lot of games on the oh, road yeah. you bring a playstation or whatever it is on the road with you hook it up in the room night before a game is that one of your ways of relaxing before a game yes yes we jamar brings his game actually on the bus and they actually hook up on the bus while we're traveling on the road and they play the, he has a small tv he brings and guys <laughs> sit back there set up the game and they'll play you know it kills time as we're on the road but then we get to the hotel that's that is how we're relaxing after we do all our stuff, we do with our game rituals and stuff like that. We get to, you know, kick back, relax, and play the game with each other and have fun, you know. Yeah, we're on the business trip, so we're in our room. We're not going out doing anything crazy. We're all just sitting there playing the game, you know, having fun. So far, what has been your favorite trip that you've made? Favorite trip? Ooh, let's see here. Man, favorite trip that we made, i probably say, I know we lost, but i will probably say Kennesaw. We went to Atlanta. Man, we had so much fun, so much team bond and stuff we did with each other. We just, man, we was all, we was around each other all day and night, and then we all had family that's close by. So all the families got up with each other, you know, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. I really did. And probably second after that, it was cold, but Maine, it was pretty nice. Maine was a pretty nice view. I never thought we would go to Maine. I never see myself going into the state of Maine, you know, so I definitely say Kennesaw was number one, though. Have you been a lot of places that you really didn't expect to go to through football? Yes, I have, you know. Uh, like I said, going to Maine, going to Missouri as well. Um, I have been, well, Illinois will be the first time as well this year too. I've been to Indiana, man, but that's really it. Maine is really the main spot because I never thought I would go to the top of the map or anything like that. Freezing cold, you know, where, the, where the, they're high, it's 22 degrees, <laughs> and their low is like negative seven. So it was it was a nice experiment, though. Out of all of the games that you've played in so far, and we're recording this right before the Austin P trip, obviously, um, what has been your best experience? What was your most memorable game moment so far? Most memorable game moment. Oh, wow. That's tough. Most memorable. As of right now, I'll probably say when I broke the, when I broke, uh, broke the record here, the single season touchdown record. You know, it was because I never thought I'd break a record. Like I thought I was just gonna have a regular season, just come out here and play football and have fun. I wasn't expecting to break all these different type of records. So I'll say it was definitely that 17 touchdown catch. I can't remember what game it was. I, just, I know it was a home game though. It might have been a away game. I'm not even sure. So Josh, you broke the record at Southeast Missouri. Can you take me through that touchdown catch and what that was like? And I, I know it's it's tough because it was a road game. You weren't mm-hmm. there in front of your home fans. But what were your thoughts on catching that touchdown? Uh, it was big. But it wasn't as fun because we had lost that game. Like we got destroyed the game actually against Seymour. You know, and I didn't think I had my best game in that game either. But it was a great one-handed catch. You know, with the defender draped all over me. We got a pass interference call, but we declined it, and it was a touchdown. But it would have been a whole lot sweeter if we got the victory and I was able to do it at home in front of our fans, in front of our community. But it was nice. You ended the season with 17 touchdown catches and a fantastic Jacksonville State wide receiver, Josh Parge, who originally held the record, who's you know a legend around mm-hmm. here. So what does it mean to have your name now above his but still in that same company as someone like Josh Parge? When I first got here, man, that's what I looked up to. I looked up to Josh and Ruben. Them guys used to always help me out, teach me you know the fundamentals of route running and 
seeing coverages, you know. Of course, I was young. I really wasn't listening to him, but I looked up to him. You know, when I came on my visit, I saw Josh play against EIU. He had three touchdowns. The guy was going crazy. And so I just looked up to those guys. And when I broke his record, that was the first message I got was from him. He was telling me congratulations on breaking the record, but don't stop there. Just continue to grow and continue to beat, beat them out. You know, and that's special to get it from Josh Barnes because, like you said, everybody loves Josh around here. He's a big-time guy, big-time player. And I wish the best for him as he continues to go on day by day. But JB and Ruben, I looked at those guys a lot. Since last season, you've won two more awards, and both of them been for not only your athletic performance on the field, but also your work in the community, in the classroom, and things like that. Uh, 2019 OVC Steve Hamilton Sportsmanship Award that you won from the conference. And then just most recently, you were named to the 2019 All-State AFCA Good Works team. Both of those awards, they recognize athletic greatness, but also all of the work you do in the community, all the things you do off the field, the things that you do to give back. Tell me about those two awards and what it means to take those and talk about some of your work that you do. It means a lot. I wasn't expecting anything. I was just like, I just like going out and helping people in the community. You know, like I always say, you never know what somebody is going through. You know, so you always want to be the light to their darkness. You know, people could be struggling at home, might not have a father figure, a brother, you know, or anything. So I try to be whatever they ask me to be. If I could be a cousin, I could be a big brother, anything they can look up to. So I have a lot of, I call little sisters, little brothers. I have a lot of little kids at different schools. I call them family because I just see I make a big difference in their life. You know, and I wasn't expecting no award from it. I just wanted to just be able to bless somebody, you know, with what God gave me. Hey man, I love it. I think I have more fun than the kids do when I see them. And I first when I see them, they bring they bring joy to me. And so I'm glad we're able to click and bond. And a lot of people tell me I should be a, a school teacher or something, but it's like no, nah, I don't think I can put up with kids all day. <laughs> it's not an all day thing I can do. It's just that little moment I can go and help them out with their tutoring, help them out, you know, staying out of trouble, just having recess with them, going to lunch with them, just taking time out of their day, just have a little fun, you know. Let them know that even though I am a college athlete, I still care about you. It don't matter. If we take football away, I want you to remember me as a person, you know, not as an athlete. So, man, it's just really trying to change somebody's life, you know, because somebody could be thinking about committing suicide or anything. And, you know, you could be that, that one phone call away before they do, and you could change their whole aspect of life, and that's what I try to do. The day that uh, you went to Kitty Stone Elementary, you were there in jersey, shorts, you were there to help out with P.E., mm-hmm. and you walk in and you see Coach Cross and you see <laughs> us <Yeah>. with cameras <laughs> and you see Josh Underwood. What did you think was going on whenever we before we gave you the uh, the All State Award? I didn't even know what was going on. I walked in. I thought y'all was gonna record me doing a regular deal with the kids. I thought it was gonna be something on the JSU page, man. So I was surprised when y'all guys told me I won the All State thing, man. It was not too many people have won that. Not too many people get recognized for that. So out of 22 people in the nation, man, at all different levels, man, I'm honored and blessed to be on this team with these other 21 amazing guys, man. But y'all definitely surprised me. Y'all definitely surprised me. Y'all brought, y'all brought a smile on my face. I wasn't expecting that. I just wanted to have fun with the kids. What does it mean to you now, this season, to keep the drive going, consecutive OVC championships brought to Jacksonville State? Man, I just want to just leave a legacy. I want to be remembered, you know. We don't want to be average. We want to be above average. You know, we don't want to just continue to win the OVC. We want to try to get to the national championship as well. You know, so we're going to do everything we can. You know, we're only as strong as our weakest link. You know, we got to do all the little things right. We got to take game by game. We can't overlook, oversee anybody, you know. And we don't play down to no competition. We just play our best game, you know. So this next mo- this next game is the most important game because it is the next game. And that's all we're about. We just try to go 1-0 every week. 
and we're gonna try to make it six uh, conference titles in a row. Perfect, Josh. Thank you for joining us on the podcast this week. Good luck to you guys this weekend. Thank you. Thank you for having. That does it for this week's edition of Behind the Beat. Don't forget to vote for Josh as the Good Works team captain by visiting ESPN.com slash Allstate and voting every day until November 22nd. Also, be sure to check back in Tuesday, October 8th, as we release a new episode. Until then, for Avery Davis, I'm Tyler Brown saying thank you for listening and go Gamecocks. This has been Behind the Beat the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Look for new episodes each week or browse the archives on the Apple Podcast app or by visiting jsugamecocksports.com. For more on Jacksonville State Athletics, visit the official website of the Gamecocks, jsugamecocksports.com, and follow JSU on social media by searching at JSU Gamecocks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.